Quinn. You had a good band. It was getting better all the time. It really wasn't your fault. No, it's my fault, all right. Oh, we had tough luck, plenty of it, but so did everybody else. I just kept kidding myself we were different. Well, we weren't. We weren't any different. We sounded like a dozen other bands. But you were learning. I was learning what not to do. But I, I never... I never got that thing I was looking for. Never. Never got that sound. Right back where I started. So we start all over again. Oh, no. Not another band. Not after this one. Glenn, I won't listen to that kind of talk. If, if that sound was worth trying for eight years ago, it's still worth trying for. I don't care what's happened. really believe that, don't you? Yes, I do. And if you don't, I'm ashamed of you. Well, I suppose I believe it just out of stubbornness, but I don't see why you should. I'm broke. I'm in debt. I don't even have a job. Like I told you before, you just got mixed up with a no-good itinerant musician. And I love him. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Gabe. Yes. How you doing? Last week was a little rough for you. You've had a rough week. You've had an unpunk week, I'm, I'm guessing. I think this might be the most unpunk week of of my life. You feel like you're a bit of a uh, laughing stock, a heel. I wouldn't say laughing stock. There's a difference between a heel and a laughing stock. Okay, heel is the guy that uh, people go against. Laughing stock they make fun of. So people are against me. My whole being was shattered. <laughs> And I, I felt humbled when I after that interview last week. So since that, I asked people to uh, to make me a playlist. Ben made me a real playlist this time. This is the first one you gave me, Ben. Not the, not the second. This is the first one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't say a year was, and a half later. I didn't say it was the second. I know I I didn't give it to you the first time I said I would. But then I have to it. tell you, I have to tell you, they're not that bad. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Hold the phone. I'm you. Gabe. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was pretty good. Thanks. This playlist that Ben sent me, he he he, he did it right. He, ben he, nailed he, it. I'm trying to find it right now while we're while we're talking. I front loaded the early punky stuff for you, and then I eased you into the other stuff. It's chronological. It works. Just replacements like Baskin should have been. Replacements for Gabe. 
Here's the song. The song, which was it? I think it's called Within Your Reach. Holy oh. cow. Wow. Holy cow. I was like, what's this? That's the Hootenanny, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. It's from their album, Hootenanny. It's from Hootenanny, yeah. What year? It's like their second album? Yes. Mm, no, Hootenanny's not their second record. Yes, it is. Well, they had an EP. Okay, right. Stink. Oh, Stink, right. Yeah, the sound of these earlier records definitely makes me feel better about their music than the later stuff. So, But Within Your Reach is not is a drum machine, slow. Yes, but it's different. You yeah. don't hear that stuff. No. Who's doing that? Nobody. A lot of people. <laughs> now. Now. Not back then. Now, this yeah. is like a hip a hip hop drum sample with the like the it's it's pretty cool. And the guitars with the whatever they're doing. That's probably tremolo. why the Puff Daddies tracked down our buddy Tommy. Anyway, that's that, what that. I've been listening to. I've been listening to that all week since the incident last week when I defamed defiled whatever I did to the replacements. I have to I have to eat some crow here. I this is amazing to me because like I, the thing is is I really respected you <laughs> for holding the line <laughs> and you know not giving in to this replacements thing. Like I was like the one thing you can say about Gabe is when he makes up his <laughs> mind that's it. And now you've just caved Oh, I didn't cave. You, I didn't cave. I was waiting for the right hook, the you, right ship to t- put set sail on. You crumbled. You no, got starstruck is, and you crumbled. I, I don't star-struck. even know who you are anymore. It's listen to this. You remember in 1995 and 96 when Stone Table Pilots came out and they came out with sex type thing. We're like, what the Core. fuck is this? Here we go. We come. come on. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Uh-huh. This is a rape song. Easy, buddy. And, and, so, and here we are. <laughs> so Fugazi had him too. Okay, listen. Okay. Two years later, we're on tour with them, and their music turned me around. I'm like, okay, this ain't that bad. I, I see what's going on here. Right. He might have some stage presence on stage, some charisma. He knows how to do the moves like Jagger. And you know, I came around. I'm not a fan of STP. I'm just saying, you get exposed to them enough to the right time and the right place, they can make a dent. You're not a fan of STP, so you wouldn't like to see us play with them again one day? Uh, it would be okay. It'd be cool to, to check it out, but I'm just saying, I really hated them. I was against them <laughs> uh-huh. in the beginning. I was anti-STP. Like, who the hell is this guy? Yes. Sounds just like, you know. And I, w- I would like to tell you who's on the show tonight. Hello, Dean DeLeo. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that's been going on is uh, I, I reached out to Kyle Kinane, and I think we're going to have him on next week. And I, I don't know if uh, I confused you, Gabe. I, I, had yet, I had yet to reach out to him, but you thought he was going to be here this week. I thought he was coming up soon. He will come. The man, the man who basically called me out on put me on blast on his podcast, saying, "Who is this jerk off know it all that knows nothing?" What was he talking about? And then I'm realizing. Hold he on a second. Saying, he didn't actually he was, say that. But, <laughs> wow. He didn't say that, but he he, he, he insinuated. But he all right. So here's here's how this is going. Last week we talked about us listening to his podcast, and he was talking about that he listens to our podcast. And he was saying that there's a guy on here 
Chicago guy who seems really clueless and is like, what, <laughs> what, what? And then I thought maybe he was talking about Mike Zelenko for material issue, but suddenly it dawns on me, he's talking about Gabe. The Chicago guy who's super clueless is you, Gabe. I immediately knew who he was talking about. Just to give <laughs> yes, but now that I think about it, because I played it again, I, I went back to the tape and I played it, and I think so. It went a, over your head when we played it to you no, at the time. I, it didn't go over my head. It went in a different direction. I think Un, to your balls. Listen, I think he he being a comedian was kind of appreciative of my craft. Of making people laugh. Your craft. Yeah. <laughs> your craft. Of being funny. Of right, being that, funny. So then he, he ends up listening to us talking about his po- I'm going to start getting a headache. But he ends up <laughs> listening to our podcast talking about his podcast. So he texts me and says, oh, man, no offense, Gabe. So then I sent that to you, Gabe. And you were like, who is this guy? <laughs> no, but then I saw somebody... So then he, me. so then, Somebody. so then like, I don't know, like 10 minutes later, he sends me another text and he says, I'm laughing in line. It hurts right now. Listening to Gabe, not know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. The irony, the irony nailed it. Somebody tagged me on Twitter and, and, and quoted, I'm the clueless guy from Chicago, whatever. Like, hold on a second. Now you're, you're branding me. You're, you're, Giving me the Scarlet X or whatever it is, the Scarlet S. The Scarlet is the clueless guy from uh, <laughs> the clueless guy from Chicago. That's what I'm going to be from now on. <laughs> but you're not even from Chicago. I don't think you really sound like a Chicago guy. I might have a Midwestern accent. Do you to some to some people? Uh, he's from Chicago, though, right? Yeah, I think Kyle sounds more like a Chicago guy than you do. Maybe I'm upper. But you definitely haven't beat on the the clueless scale. <laughs> Because I'm trying. <laughs> Is, you know what? You can keep telling yourself that, <laughs> but you're not telling me that. Which brings me to Van Halen. So, Gabe, the other day I'm listening to uh, Unchained. That's your favorite Van Halen song, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it isn't. And it took me 48 years to realize the chorus of that song says, and you hit the ground running. What'd you 40 think? something years. What'd you I, think I it was, no clueless idea. guy? You no were clueless idea. about what I had it no actually clue. said. <laughs> I had no clue. 40 something years I'm singing this song. I have no idea what he's saying. Ben, you know that song? Yeah. You didn't oh, <laughs> You didn't know that it was Hit the Ground Running? No idea. None. I was clueless. Admit it, Gabe. You think that the only Van Halen song Ben knows is Jump, right? <laughs> he might know some Van Hagar stuff. <laughs> That is an insult, Ben. You just got burned. <laughs> I don't mind. So anyway, let's get back to Unchained. All right, so I'm listening to this song, and you know, the breakdown when it goes like, hey, that suit is you. Right? Right, right Gabe? You're with me, right? I'm following. Uh, it's going like, to take another 48 years for him to know what they say. He's like, he's like, all right, come on, Dave, give me a break. And he goes, hey, 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 one break coming up, right? Do they go into a solo break? No, they go right back into the chorus. That song's bullshit. She just said one break coming up and, you know, a great fucking Eddie Van Halen solo. A solo break, but they go right back to the chorus. Maybe there originally was something there. And they and T- Teddy Templeman cut it out. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's even worse. I never thought that he was talking about a break in the song. It's just banter within the studio. One break coming up. I mean, he's setting us up for something, setting us up for a break. That's just good showmanship. Who in the song is saying to him, Dave, give me a break? I would think it's Ted Templeman. Oh. It sounds like David Lee Roth saying it with a vocal on his effects, or it's Michael Anthony. No, it's not Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony's playing the bass. <laughs> Gabe, He's singing all the harmonies. Gabe, who do we have on the show today? Today, we have a fellow Zion. Zionite? What do you say? Zionite? Zionist. 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 He's not a Zionist. Not Zionist. <laughs> Our old buddy, Jerry Newbro. Yes. Who's Jerry Newbro, you ask? Who is Jerry Newbro? Oh, he's he's one of the one of the first people that got myself, maybe you and a few others in, into I want to say punk. He was a uh, not a gatekeeper, but a a key master of punk rock. One of them. I mean, there was a couple like that, but yeah. he, he he definitely had the haircut first before me. I never had a haircut, but you know what I'm saying? I I do. Yes. The trench coat Yes. The pet rat. The Descendants shirt. The Hooskerdoo records. <laughs> and uh, he played with you in, in bands and, uh, and other things. Yes, we were in bands together. We were, we were, everybody's got their first band and their first band buddy. And, you know, he was, he was mine. We were in a band called the Family Cruisers. I was the metal dude in the punk band. I mean, remember the 80s, every punk band that was never going anywhere had a metal dude in it right and it was always the guitar player always the guitar player because we fucking shredded with that red strat <laughs> no I had, strat? The, I had the red harmony remember it looked like a strat it was strata ish so wait Anything? scott that was Go your ahead. first band your first band was your band with jerry yes campers or whatever family Camp- family cruisers family cruiser You're right my first band was called Illegal Outpost. Elite, well, that's a better name, isn't it? That's not, yeah. a, not a bad name. Okay, what was your first band? My only band was Good and Plenty, the that's band. Right. That's right, Good and Plenty, the band. We opened, we opened for Local H at the VFW Hall. No, no, no. Jane Adams Center in Waukegan. I think we opened for you. Only because you guys didn't want to play last. For some reason, oh, you no, made no, us no. play No, I don't last. do that. Although I you did do, do that the and other night it. with Beer Nuts, but I, I, I don't usually do that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. We played after Local H. You guys were bigger. Bigger? Are you? What are you talking about? You were. <laughs> what was All of your, our songs were covers. Well, yeah, what was in your repertoire, Gabe? And good and we played and hardcore and crossover metal covers. We played Suicidal Tendency songs, Gorilla Biscuit songs. We had like four originals. And uh, Do you have any recordings played, of those originals? There's video. What are you talking about? And then there's what video. Were you, were you the drummer, Gabe? I was the front man, the singer. Oh. Yes, we okay. played we played a battle of the bands at All Stars Club or something in Gurney, and we won like two or three rounds. I wasn't even old enough to get in the club because it was twenty one and up. You then we lost. out in the kitchen with Tommy Stinson. <laughs> I was fascinated with that story. He, he had he had some good stories. 
But anyway, <laughs> some reason, Good and Plenty played after Local H at that time. We weren't bigger. You were. We were just you were kings bigger. of the scene. You were the no. guy from Good and Plenty. It's like, yo, that guy that, that makes that fucking zine, Good and Plenty, he's got a band. <laughs> What's it called? And look Good how and it plenty. went. Look how it ended up. Yeah, look how it ended up. You're making famous comedians laugh. Chortle. Without trying. Without trying. <laughs> without even trying. That's been Gabe's <laughs> entire life. Yeah, I did that without even trying. So is there anything else you want to say about Jerry Newbro? Because uh, once we get talking, it's not going to be... Is there anything else people should know about this guy? He, he, he was, spent a lot of time in Madison. Uh, we played at his wedding at OK's. Remember that, Gabe? Do I remember that? I don't know. What year was that? 1997? Actually, I, I think I remember it now. I think yes. I remember it. He, he, he's got some stories that I don't even remember. Yes. So let's... let's uh, well, maybe, I, I maybe we should play a, uh, a Family Cruisers song to get this started. Maybe tonight is about first bands because you know everybody out there has a first band whether they've gone on to do something or whether they've gone on to do nothing everybody out there has a band that you know you got together in a garage and you were gonna make it or not make it or you didn't even think about it you just wanted to play music together right so that's what this episode should be about first bands and here's a song from my first band. Is it worth listening to? I don't know. I really can't answer that. But, but you're not embarrassed of it like unleashing the Kraken. <laughs> 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 you, you, you know, I might have been embarrassed at one point. You know what? I was never embarrassed. I've, been, I've done some things in my life that I've been embarrassed of uh, or embarrassed by. You know, be on television in the morning. <laughs> but I can't really say I'm embarrassed by this. But here it is, four-track recording of my first band. And then we'll come back with our good buddy Jerry that we grew up in Zion with. And we'll see if we can get anything out of him. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, everybody, it's Jerry Newbro. Uh, Hi. Gabe, did you think it was going to be Tommy Stinson again? <laughs> no, that would that's a lot of torture to put him through that another week. Oh, he had a Who, Jerry time. or Tommy? Tommy. All right, well, we'll get to that later. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Yeah, man. And I yourself? I, I'm okay. I just saw you, like, what, a couple of weeks ago? I dragged you to... New York, New York. And uh, while I enjoyed my time with you, Mm -hmm. and the movie was amazing, I'm not sure I had a good time. No, you didn't. You were squirming in your seat the entire time. And then about midway through, you you leaned over to me. You go, am I ever going to like this guy? (laughs) And I just said, nope. You're right. Yeah. How, how was it back where you were, Ben? Were people, did you notice the crowd kind of turning on the movie as it was going on? No, I did not. I think people were, were into it more than I thought they would be, actually. But, um, Jerry, are you normally a front row guy, or was that all Scott's idea? I'm not a front row guy. I'm a middle of the theater guy. Um, Scott's always been the front row person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watched... Uh, Raging Bull the other day, as I do on my birthday every year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I am tired of having to uh, apologize for liking this movie. I like it. It entertains me. I think it's funny. I think it's beautiful. I think uh, it's exciting. It, it's, it's all the things that people tell me that Marvel superhero movies are. Well, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3? I saw it today in IMAX 3D, and I loved it. I cried. It was emotional. It was exciting. It was fantastic. Ben, 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 Ben. I love both of those movies, so. Number three is the best of the three, and the first two are fantastic, too. Yeah. Yeah. James Gunn. Is the is the guy who's 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 the exception to the Martin Scorsese rule? James Gunn ripped us off. The mixtape thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 He owes me we money. Get, so James Gunn all, can, like, suck it long let's, all the suck kids it hard. The schoolyard were, hey, were don't say that. Let's get James off. Gunn on the podcast next week, and let's talk about it. Fuck don't, James don't, Gunn. Don't. Fuck James oh, Gunn. Dude. And fuck the Marvels of the... Ga- uh, what is it called? Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians. Oh, my God. I mean, it's worse than Mario Brothers. Oh, stop it. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Jerry. You're, be, you're being willfully ignorant. No, no, I'm not. I've had it with this guy, this James Gunn fella. All right, well, so Jerry and I have known each other for a long time. To hear Jerry tell it, it was 1983 at Russ Spice's yeah. house. Yep. See, I don't remember this. Do you want me to tell it? Sure. Yeah. Gabe loves stories like this. <laughs> Russ Spice and I were uh, ditching class. We were escaping Central Junior High to go to his mom's house and listen to ACDC records and uh, drink shots of vodka, which we <laughs> replaced with water. Uh, and on our way out of the building, we saw Scott. And Russ says to me, I know this guy. He's cool. We'll grab him. So we all went to Russ's house. And I cut class, too? Yes. Uh, it just all three doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> and we did just that. We listened to ACDC records. 
we each had one watered down shot of vodka Ooh. and uh it, we were there about an hour and got nervous and went back to school <laughs> are you sure i was there i'm positive <laughs> I, this doesn't sound like yeah i don't remember this yeah oh you did it you were there I, I I had a memory of Jerry when I turned 16 years old and I was walking to school with our buddy Matt. When you turned 16, and I decided I turned 16. Wait, you're not going to tell you're not going to tell the pot story again, are you? It's the pot story, the pot story. But the problem was, it wasn't Jerry. It wasn't oh, that's Jerry. Right. You, he wasn't he, the guy. He blamed him doing the pot on you, yes. Jerry. I almost was oh, tempted. I wasn't smoking pot then. That's right. <laughs> That's he why says after you. taking a huge hit off of a vape just now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. It's going to be one of these nights, huh? We were children, Ben. No, children. I met Gabe in art class, Mr. Littlefield's class. I had just been sent back to public school from uh, the Catholic school. and um, oh, Would you get kicked out of Catholic school? Um, I didn't get kicked out. They asked my parents... If they would please send me somewhere else. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I forgot all about that class, Jerry. How do you remember this stuff? I, I got a terrible memory. I don't know. I, I barely remember the 90s, but I remember the 80s pretty well. <laughs> I remember Mr. Littlefield. We had. We must have been in the same class. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody loved Mr. Littlefield. He had such a great head of hair and that... <laughs> little, that beard? That gray in the beard, Yeah. Dude, I saw him about 10 years ago and he looked exactly the same. Exactly the same. He probably looked like that when he was 15. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you might know Jerry as the guy who designed the cover for As Good As Dead. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, but uh, w w where did you come up with that idea? It was your idea. <laughs> So, okay, that's too simple. Uh, your idea was, so, in our house, my mom had this uh, family portrait hanging where I think it had to have been taken at, like, 1980. I was about 10 years old. And you said to me, when we were talking <laughs> about the cover, like, oh, right. that portrait in your mom's house, I want that but with like quarters on your eyes. So that's what it was supposed to be initially. But your mom wasn't I, having it. No, I told my mom, she's just like, no, <laughs> no one will mock my family. <laughs> I, I, okay, mom, nobody's, nobody's mocking you, but all right, we'll look elsewhere. So then I just, um, I went to Best Buy and at the time, because there wasn't a ton of internet service. Went to Best Buy and you could buy these CDs full of uh, royalty-free photos. Really? Huh. Yeah, so I bought about five of those and scoured them until I found the photo that I was looking for. So this this photo, did you take it from Jennifer Aniston on Friends? Have, have you, this photo has turned up on Friends. Have you noticed this? <laughs> no. Was was there an issue with the with the cover when when Jerry made it? Like, did the label say what the hell's this, or were they on board all the, the whole time? I think the label was a little like, "What the hell is this?" But uh, if you remember, Gabe, that 
the cover of Ham Fisted was not really. Not you. It didn't leap out. You know, I, I liked it because it kind of looked like, a, you know, like a 4AD cover or it looked like Doolittle. But, uh, but so then I was like, I want one of my friends to do the cover for As Good as Dead. And they were kind of like, yeah, I don't know about this. So I think Cheryl, Cheryl Lutz Brown, who was working on it at the time, she was designing the package. And I think she, what stretched your cover out a little bit, she did some digital manipulations. She, she told me that she, well, I can't remember exactly what she said. She hated what I did, <laughs> asked for my files. Mm. I sent her my files. And then when the record came out, it was exactly what I did. Yeah. So whatever. did they, did they ask for proof that that photo was actually uh world yes. free? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of then course. they turned around and gave it to Rachel. <laughs> well, I bet Rachel didn't pay any royalties either. No, yeah. no, she doesn't pay for it. Shit. So when did you start playing the drums? How did you get into playing the drums? Uh, I started playing when I was eight. Yeah. I started on piano. Uh-huh. Um, my grandfather was a keyboardist. And uh, it was very important to him that we all play instruments. So he paid for me and my sister and my little brother to have piano lessons. And then we started that at five and then at eight, we could pick whatever we wanted to play. So at eight, I was like, give me a drum set. Right. And my mom, are you sure you don't want to play trumpet? I said, I'm (laughs) sure I want to play trumpet. I want to play drum. So eight, that's pretty young dude yeah yeah when did you start playing guitar i mean 13 oh okay i don't know that was the rules at our house all right so you when did you first get into punk rock oh geez um because i remember like i i think your mom tried to get you into like christian rock oh god yeah oh man that stuff was so horrible yeah yeah like it would get me all these records, and this is just really bad. Um, like they're not even trying. No, uh, no, it's a it's a misreading of of rock. I mean, you take you know the sex and drugs out of rock, and what are you left with? Well, you go even more base than that. You're taking the rebellion out of rock because yes. Christians believe rebellion is as of witchcraft. How? How? If, if Jesus wasn't a rebel, what, what the fuck was he? Preaching to the choir, sister. Preach. Uh, I heard a pretty good little punk pop Christian punk rock song called I'm in Love with a Homeschool Girl. <laughs> it was pretty good. It had a little bit of sex in it. It was. It, I think, it hit I some think of the right marks. now, Ben, you're just putting words together. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe that. I think that's a Guided by I, Voices song, actually. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll pull it up for you guys while you talk. Go ahead. You don't have to. Um, I know. <laughs> I don't remember discovering punk rock. You don't. You don't remember I, what the like, band was. No, I just remember all of a sudden, like one day it's all Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, and then and Van Halen and ACDC, and then the next day it's, uh, it's the Clash, and Ramones and Sex Pistols and. 
uh, anything else I could get my hands on. So what what do you do with Gabe's question here, Gabe? We might as well oh, get to it. What's the question? Oh, we're gonna get already in deep into it here. I mean, you know, you brought up Iron Maiden, and you didn't yeah. bring up another band that we talked about last week, The Replacements. But the go- the ongoing question we ask all the people coming on the show <laughs> is if you had to choose between the two bands, The Replacements or Iron Maiden. And last week I made a bold statement that said anybody that's of the age of like 52 and more, they used to be a metalhead. They're going to go replacements. But if you're younger than 52, you might say Iron Maiden. I he's think been, you're right he's around. really been working on this. I, I am it. 52. Yeah, so you're on the cusp. You could go either way on this one. Well, here's, okay. You're only 52? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> so here, here's, here's my thinking. Um. I know all the replacements records inside and out. So if I had to have just one of the two bands, uh, I I don't know the latter half of Iron Maiden, so it would be fun to get into it. So I think I'd go with Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, but just just because it, it'd be newer. And because fresher. you're because you're th- right. You're thinking you're you're thinking this question in a whole different way. Because like, he's what, too much of a replacements fan already. The songs are imprinted on his brain. He's right. Of, I don't need to ever hear him again. If yeah, he's stuck on a de- if he's stuck on a desert island, he wants some new stuff. All right. So but, let's get but rid let's, of the, but let's take yeah, that exactly. part of this question out. No, 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 no. Get rid of the desert island bullshit. If you have room for only one band in your collection. If you people are coming to your house and they they say I want to see what this guy is based on his music, no, what no, do you want them to see on your get, fucking shelves? Get rid of of the hypotheticals. Let's just get right <laughs> down to it. Who is better, Jerry, the Replacements yeah. or Iron Maiden? It's not a fair comparison at all. It's not, but it it is the one that you're being given. <laughs> it's not easy for Jerry, which I thought would be easier. It's not. Guys. It's not easy for me either. Oh, it's easy. No, it's not, this, it's this is a, a, an unfair question. Go with your heart, like, Luke. What, what, what do you like better? Artichokes or veal? I don't artichokes. Know. You know what? I don't even I, like artichokes. Stuffed <laughs> artichokes? That, that's bullshit. All right. Uh, only one. Okay. Uh, I'm still going to say Iron Maiden. Okay. All right, Jerry. Wow. Now we're talking. Interesting. We're, you're, you're on my, you're that, on my man, list. Man, that last replacements record was just such a bummer. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I, I, I think I like it better See, than listen Don't, to don't what Tell a Soul. Listen, listen to how you defend it. I don't think it's that bad. Because everyone says it's so bad. I actually, I, I'm I, like, it's. I didn't it say it was what so it bad. Does. I said it was a bummer. Okay. Well, it should be a bummer. It's, it's an, you know, it's okay to be a bummer. All right, there we have that out of the way. All right, Iron Maiden. The best replacements record. Is it better than the best Iron Maiden record? Gabe's like, okay, so we're talking. He said Iron Maiden twice. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking Tim versus. Ooh, Tim. In my opinion, Number of the Beast. Yes. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Number of the Beast. Yes. All right. Number of the no beast. doubt. Number of the Beast is no better question. than Tim. It's, it's true. <laughs> I right. concur. So we're in high school together. We're hanging out, and we, we start a band. Now, was that your first band, the Family Cruisers? Yes. Really? Okay. 
Was it? It, it was. It might, I mean, it, it was basically mine. I mean, I had a thing with Russ, but we never played outside of the garage. And so, like, yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was the first. Yeah. Apparently, you're the you're the only person that still has recordings of that. I do have recordings, and we're gonna we're gonna Which premiere I, them on this show. Oh hell! Yeah. I would love to hear them, except for that one. One song penned by our friend Dan Zamudio, which has not aged well. Which one? Stop it's smashing little things. Two, two, two gentlemen, uh, James and David. Uh, we, I don't think we recorded that. <laughs> oh, good. Thank God. No, <laughs> we did not record that. It was um, uh, Stop Smashing Little Things, uh, Assorted Candy. Groovy Curly Perm, uh-huh. Food Addict, uh, Turn, 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 Girly Turn, <laughs> Fade Away Friends. Oh. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs>
geez, tell us about it. It was a first band. It was, um, we got a, a, a good review in uh, Maximum Rock and Roll. Did we? <laughs> we did. I don't remember I don't that. don't remember anything, do you? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> this tape a... didn't make it, this tape didn't make it out to the public? No, but uh, it somehow got reviewed in MR&R. And they liked, uh, it was uh, Ben Weasel reviewed it <laughs> and and liked it uh oh god what's the tell about that it was like well it was named after a station wagon the band the family cruisers was named after a station yeah, wagon named after uh bill's car and uh that was the car we we would all pile into and go to the liquor store and somehow scam beers and uh-huh. go to the it seemed to me that it was all born out of like hanging out on weekends and watching Suburbia. Yes. Every week. Suburbia, uh, Rock and Roll High School, Clockwork Orange. Reanimator. Yeah, those movies like on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> this is around 1986, 87? 86. Yeah, they're 86. So I, I think what happened with the band was we started to fall apart once we started recording. We had this four track. And uh Oh yeah, we were trying to figure out how to somebody had read about ping ponging tracks. Right. And we were trying to figure that out all by ourselves. Yeah, there's some and, odd uh, stereo separation going on in these recordings. It got a little frustrating. Yeah. I think Assorted Candy has uh, the vocals and the drums on one side in perfect <laughs> Beatles fashion. On accident. Nice. On what? On accident. Maybe. <laughs> um, is it? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. That, one's, that one still holds up. We played that. Uh, didn't we play that like 10... 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Did we? You were doing... Uh, I can't even remember where it was. It it was your excuse, your high school excuse for a really long guitar solo. It was a really long guitar solo. No. I mean, I, I it was basically uh, a mix of Tom Petty, the Ramones, and 10 years after. Sure. Yeah. Good call. Oh, thanks. Hey, Brutus, buddy.
So after that falls apart, rude awakening. So things are starting to get serious between us. Because we, uh, we yeah, wanted to get serious, that. and everybody else was like, why is this band getting serious? Why is the Family Cruisers getting serious? And, you know, they had a point. Because we, we didn't want to play just in the garage. No. So, uh, so we played was... in your garage. Right. We switched garages. We switched garages. Uh, that was me, you, and Matt, right? Yes. And um, I, we did play a couple shows. Yeah. And I, Matt and I convinced you to do a Naked Reagan cover. See, I don't remember that either. Um, Managua. Uh, Managua? We did Managua? Saying, I said Managua because I'm in Wisconsin, no? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Managua off of uh, Throb Throb. Right. And you liked that one because you could solo over it. <laughs> and <laughs> we allowed it. Yeah. Okay. I can see. I can see where things went. So that falls apart, and uh, <laughs> that falls apart. And and you moved to Madison. Why did you move to Madison? So my high school girlfriend, her older sister, was dating he who from uh, the Dwarves. Oh. He who cannot be named. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> where if we were sitting in a bar, I would name him, but. Not here. Right. Uh, you can call him he who? <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that was his first name. He and his last name so is cannot be named. Huh? This girlfriend of yours name was Andromeda? Yeah. And what was her sister's name? Beth. Okay. You yeah, thought it was going to be Cassiopeia, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you? I figured it was. That's what you were going for. All right. I was thinking <laughs> so, that it was more likely than Beth. Wow. Beth, is, Beth is dating he who, right? And uh, <laughs> when uh, at the time they were suburban nightmare and uh, they decided instead of moving down into Chicago, they were going to come up to Madison, smaller town, smaller. Uh, yeah. Smaller manageable. So within, within six months they had gotten uh, a record deal and uh, the label was paying to move them out to San Francisco. So before they moved out to San Francisco, they came back. So I mean, was something was something going on in Madison? Like, was there you heard well, about the no, scene he, in Madison? He who says to me, he says, if you want to make it in music, forget Chicago. Don't go to Chicago. Go to Madison. It's a smaller place. It's easier to break into, and it's easier to to make yourself seen. Huh. So go to Madison. So that's what I did. Thank you, dwarves. Wow. But okay, so you, you go to knows. you go to he who knows he who knows <laughs> you go to Madison and and I mean, where do you start working? Do you you fall in with the people with everybody at OKs right away or, or what's going on? Um. Well, I started working as a school buster. You were working as a school bus driver. That's right. That was that was my first job. Um, did I fall in? in what the fuck was right that away? like? No. What was that like? Um, Driving I, a school I, bus. Man, so I've always loved kids and animals, <laughs> right? And uh, I love the kids, but you have to show up at like seven thirty in the morning, Ugh. and I'm eighteen, nineteen years old. 
I just want to do drugs and drink right. all night. It was really hard to get to work. <laughs> and you show up, and you just smell like like fucking well, cheap beer. I, yeah, yeah, every day. Yeah. I had this neighbor, Pete, who was the same age, and uh, he drove a bus, too. And one morning, we're, we're leaving after our shift, and he goes, Chair, I don't mean to cause you alarm, but... I think I'm still tripping. <laughs> this was after he driven the kids to school. <laughs> uh-huh. What was that? Scott? I said, "Oh my god!" Sorry. So, so, Enunciate. so, uh, what? What I want to know is, is how? How do you? How you fall in with the OKs crowd? How, how did that work out? How did that come about? Uh, so, again, back to the dwarves. Dwarves had said, "OKs is the place to play." You have to you have to get in there. So the first week that we were there, Gabe actually came up with us, like the first weekend or something. Gabe and Gabe and I went. He went with me the first time I ever went to OKs. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, it was you and I. We sat in the back. I think it was he it who, was... not me. <laughs> no, Gabe, I, I hear you have a bad memory. It's bad. <laughs> I've been to OKs a couple times. Maybe I do remember this. Go ahead. It was um, Wild Kingdom from Milwaukee. That sounds familiar. Are they like night. reggae? Ah, ska, reggae. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm remembering this now. Yeah, and we we sat in the back and enjoyed it. And we're like, this place is rad. You um, did not say rad. I just said rad. You did not say rad <laughs> back then is what I'm trying to say. Oh, no, I probably said something. No, so, yeah. What are you drinking, Jerry? What is that? Um, Campbell's I'm drinking soup. an AOC. I- oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> she has her own beer? She has sure. a beer? Made yeah. in Wisconsin, by the way. Hold on. Is that her? <laughs> does she have, does she give him permission? She gets, yeah. that, that, that I, drawing of I her looks like does. the Disney Pocahontas, by the way. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It really does. Wow. Um, I got in good at OKs because it was the only place that would let me drink under. Okay. <laughs> Shh, come on. Now. So that's what that was. All right. Yeah. And I was there every night, so you know, you meet people, you talk. Right. As long as you're not an asshole. Yeah, right. Of course, and and you're not. So okay is 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 legendary. So you're hanging out there every night. You're seeing some shit. Uh, one, one night I walked in for work, so it was a little bit later after I was working there. And in the back corner was Milo Ackerman, Mike Watt, and Joe Biza. Just all three sitting there talking to each other. I'm like, I am in the right place. Yeah. I belong. <laughs> so did you saunter over there and, and take a slice of their pizza? I mean, oh. you know. <laughs> Fuck no. Like, just, just... It's one of the like three times in my life I've been starstruck. Uh, so I'm hanging out there, and then uh, just one night we needed a door guy because whoever was doing door just didn't show up. Like, all right, I'll do it. That's how that all started. Right. I mean, so we're going to have Kathy uh, at, when Lifers comes to Madison. She said yes? She said yes. She, nice. she she needed a day. I said, you know, I know this is not your thing, but 
I would love it if you did this and it'd be great. And you know, she goes, you know what? You're right. It's not my thing. Give me a, let me think about this. And then I was like, all right, that's, that's it. She's gone. That's very Kathy. And then a day later she, she goes, uh, you know what? I've made a resolution that I'm going to start doing things that make me uncomfortable and <laughs> hanging out with you makes me uncomfortable. So I'm going to do this. She, she made me, she made me wait a month from when I asked her to marry me before I got my answer. So <laughs> well, you only had to wait a day. I mean, You're fine. I mean, okay. This is legendary. What should we be asking her about? Oh, Jesus. The thing about that place was, um, as long as you weren't hurting anybody, everything was cool. Like we had Il Duce from the mentor. Well, we had the mentors as well. And then you'd have like Zinni Geva from Japan come in. And then you'd have a night where you've got uh, Nimrod, which is this Canadian noise band fronted by a Japanese porn star. Uh, or you've got, I, I can't remember the name of these guys, but uh, they some band from Florida had this live sex show in front of them. And, and it was okay. Like express yourself. We want you to feel safe here expressing who you are. And that's what we did. And that's why it was legendary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people talk about it all the time. I'm, I'm shocked that 23 years later, we're sitting here talking about it, for one. So what was the band I saw you play with and you ended every song with the fake ending from of Problem Child by ACDC? Oh, God, I forgot we did that. Remember that? That's hilarious. So you ended every song and like, boom, and then you go... That was, that was Peabody. That was Peabody. Okay, I tell people about that show all the time. One of the best shows I've ever seen. So that was Peabody, who, okay, when we were sober, great band. Yeah. But when you were drunk, even better. Drank way too much. And we could not sustain it on the road. So what was the last band you were playing in? Was that the, was that that, the last that band? That was Pound, Wisconsin. All right. Yeah. So you're somebody that I would consider a lifer. But you're not playing music anymore. Not in public. Not in public. So I mean, it, it's it's kind of like, wh- why? You know, I mean, what makes what makes you still love music, and but you, you're just like, I don't want to play it anymore. You know, this is a question I had too when you asked if I would do this podcast because it is called Lifers, and I stopped making a living at it decades ago. Uh, yeah, so I guess I could kick it right back at you. No, well, why am I here? Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, <laughs> why? You know, why are you still a lifer? Like, you know, like, you know, we'll sit down and we'll talk about music r- right away and basically almost yeah. exclusively. Yeah, so, we do talk a lot about music. And I think the only reason we can talk about music now is because I quit doing it for a living so that's what it is so you feel like you, you love music side of it was killing yeah literally and you know this 
Um, like I, I didn't, I didn't realize until later on in life that, uh, you know, there's, there's things that I love and I just want them to be pure and I want them to retain their magic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Right. Right. I didn't know that when I was a kid. Uh, so everybody in my life is telling me you should be a musician. You should go into music. Uh, my mother is telling me this, you know, um, so I do that, and then I find out how how the cookies are made, and and it's at times really fucking disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and it was very depressing. And the last three years that I was playing music, making music, working at the club, I had to be high to work. Had to be. I couldn't face it. Right. Um, so yeah, it almost killed me. And so now, now you you've got a better relationship with music, and you're fine with that. I took it took two years where so after uh, after all of that, and uh, we don't need to go into details. No. Want um, after all of that for two years, I couldn't listen to anything but jazz. Um, and then slowly I got, I got back into, uh, the rock and roll right? Um, after cleaning up. Uh, and yeah, I'm back to where I was in high school. I fucking love it. Um, I spend way too much money on records and I spend way too much time talking. We well, got a lot of records behind you. I do. Yeah. Are they- and, uh, do you remember when I moved in here? I had two records. <laughs> no. Do you remember what two of those were? Uh, uh, the Res Band. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and Golden Earring. <laughs> I texted you the day I moved in. I had this little Victrola, a suitcase record right. player, and... Uh, and two records. I had the Phil Spector Christmas album. Nice. And uh, as good as dead. As good as, as, dead. Good as dead. On vinyl. <laughs> on vinyl. Yeah. Hold on to that one. It's uh, it's almost worth twenty bucks. Oh, it's getting up there. Pass that one down to my kid.
It's a shame because, because you you are truly one of the best musicians I've ever played with, and you know Aww. you taught me a lot. So it's a shame Thanks, that you know that people can't. It's it's a shame that you can't get the joy from it that I got from it. I still love to play. Yeah. I uh, I I I don't want to travel for it. I don't want to get paid for it. I don't want to fight to get paid for it. You, you don't want to package don't wanna, anything bought or sold or sell anything packaged I don't want to have bought. to threaten some jackass to, to break his knees in order to get my <laughs> measly gas money to, to Detroit tomorrow. Right. I, I don't want to do that. But isn't it kind and of I, fun to threaten some guy that's not going to pay you? <laughs> there is some fun in that. Um. Yes. I mean, who deserves to be threatened if not some guy who's not going to pay you what he owes you? What's threatening for, if not for that? You're not wrong, but it was pro it was one of my least favorite parts of, of the job. It was Gabe's favorite part. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Gabe's a lot yeah. tougher than. Yeah. Isn't there some? Isn't there some old footage, video footage of you two playing together? There's got to be something out there. Oh my God, there is. And I'll tell you, Scott made, it was like four in the morning and Scott made me, Kathy watch the whole thing. One <laughs> yeah. So Scott's making Kathy watch the whole thing and she's, she turns to me and she says, you kind of look the same, but man, that hair on Scott is awful. <laughs> You know, sometimes those things get leaked, and I think people uh, think that I'm going to be really embarrassed when they leak them. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. No, I don't give a shit. Should. I'm like, but that was a pretty good song. Should, I'm, I'm fine with this. You should take some ribbon from, from your friends. I should what? You should take some ribbon from your friends at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's no problem. That's no problem. It's, it, you know, I'm not, go I'm not going to release those things. Uh, I don't think there is, I don't think there is interesting as all the family cruiser songs that are going to be peppering this episode. Oh, <laughs> that'll be fun. I mean, that's why you're, that's why you're on the show. So that I can I just premiere, I can premiere all these family cruiser songs. Oh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it just came to me. That's what this, I, I was like. This episode's got to be about something, because so far, it really hasn't been about anything. And I can see the look on oh. Ben and Gabe's faces, and they're just like, where the fuck is this going? Right, right. <laughs> All right, well, Jerry, thanks for doing this. That's it? I mean, I, I mean <laughs> what, what else you got? You, you got? you got a big finish for us? Not really. I got a shit ton of stories that... Uh... Still got. Well, I mean, we we've been on this thing. For, be told. We've been on this thing for an hour. What? Well, uh, come on, give really? us gold. What do you think this thing's been wow. about? We want to hear the stories. Are there any like Gigi Allen stories at OKs we can hear about or something? No, because at my time, he we refused to allow him to play there. So. <laughs> I'm not cleaning up after somebody shitting <laughs> all over the mic. Fuck that. You know who I saw last night? Greg Norton. Greg Norton was in town. He was at the Metro. He's got a new band. Nice. Yeah, I was at the GBH show, and he was there, and I turned around, and I looked. Wait, what? 
<laughs> so MDC and GBH played at Metro last night. So Justine's like, let's go see MDC. I'm like, let's go see Why GBH. Not? And what's the name of Greg Norton's band? Uh, I don't know, but he's going to be on the show to talk about it. So oh, you can ask it's not that. still a great matter, is it? No, he's he's got a band with uh, the drummer from UK Subs and and another ba- another oh, guy. God. Please tell me he still has the mustache. He's got the mustache. He looks terrific. Who are we but, talking about? Husker Du, another band that you probably don't like. Okay, uh, well, uh, when I think of Husker Du, I think of Jerry Newbro. Yes. Myself. Oh, yeah. So here, but here's wig, the thing. I played fucking oh. constantly. Here's the kicker I? of the story. We're standing in the metro. He goes, I haven't been here since the last Husker Du show here. Oh. And I was like, and I, and I got chills, man. I was like, wow. That's crazy. How sweet is that? That was really cool. Yes, um, Jerry, I, Jerry, you were the first person to play Husker Du for me as well. Yeah, and it was Flip Your Wig, wasn't it? Let me ask you this. Husker Du or Iron Maiden? <laughs> oh, no, oh, we can't okay. go there. Good. Good. No, that's unfair. That's, right. that's not a fair fight. What do you mean? No, that'd be like saying, no, you can't change the, the game midstream. It's a different uh, game. <laughs> Sorry, no, you put you got to say Husker Du or Black Sabbath or something like that. No, not, not Husker Du no. or Iron Maiden. That's the that's a game. good question, Jerry. Husker okay. Du or Black Sabbath? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> See, oh. I, <laughs> I played this game once, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost. Uh-huh. Well, that's a good ending. All right, if you think so. All right, I and. I didn't say at the beginning, and I want to say that I'm humbled that you asked and uh, flattered. So thank you all. And then you did it, and then you're like, now I'm puzzled. Nah, nah. Gabe, it's always a pleasure. Then I was flattered. Now I'm puzzled. Are you going to be coming out, Jerry? You're going to come out? And then in about 30 minutes, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I am. I'll see you. Yeah, are you going to come to the the thing? Of course. It's at the Burr Oaks. Burr Oak. No. One Oak. Oh, is it? It's Gabe's finally learned. Oh, I thought you were at the uh, Bose Meadery. <laughs> that changed. Are well, we're going to move. It's been moved to the Extreme Pizza. Have you Have you been to the Burr Oak, Jerry? Have you seen anything there? No, I have not. I, I don't leave my house much, unless Scott's in town. Well, come on back to Cinematech sometime. We're going to be having six weeks of movies this summer. You can six sit in the middle. Sit weeks. in the middle with me. <laughs> yeah. the, the middle, is that's not where the freaks hang out. I like to that's hang true. out in the front with the freaks. There was a guy, that sat, there was a guy that sat next to me, Ben. Yeah. Oh, I put his hat on when the movie started. Yeah. Had his hat off. Movie starts, puts his hat on. I, I almost curb stomped this motherfucker i was so perplexed and angry it's like what are you doing why does that make you angry you put on your hat when the movie starts don't you care about your fellow man behind him was it a sombrero (laughs) (laughs) good question (laughs) and he's gonna listen to this podcast and he's never gonna go to the movies again good to go guys good he just yucked his yum and I excuse me. I yucked his yum. I yes. yucked his yum. Yes. You should. What kind of backwoods hinky? 
Wisconsin oh, saying is that. You've never heard that. Yucked is yum? No. No. Unlike you, I never okay. went to Catholic school. <laughs> Tonight I'll ask him over to watch MTV. <laughs> 